tonight. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely like cracking style. <laughs> also, with the fact that we're starting, what, an hour and t- 10 minutes later than we originally planned, so good on us. Um, welcome to Catching Out. Um, as always, uh, really disorganized and just loving life, uh, as always. And we are I obviously. My mic during the intro this time, though. <laughs> <laughs> I am proud of you guys for doing that. You did manage to mute your mic, but hey. Um... No, I didn't mute my mic. I was living in fear the whole time, and I nearly cracked up when it like it looked like there was an error at one point, and I nearly lost it. Oh, there was there was an error. I I clicked on the wrong scene. <laughs> Nice. That's so yeah, you know, say we're rusty is uh, probably an understatement at this point. But um, well, yeah, welcome to catching out. Um, we will be discussing euros. Um, uh, oh, I don't even know how to pre- uh, preface this, but this is one of four episodes you'll be getting uh, on YouTube or in your um, Spotify downloads for for podcasts. But hey, you're going to have plenty of. Uh, content to listen to as well as the fact that edf are doing loads of podcasts as well and neutral zone have put theirs out so um if you want dodgeball content now is the time to get into dodgeball basically um, nick cheated on us and uh, he's coming back because he, he realized we were better uh, I, I did, i'm I did, getting in trouble <laughs> i did my international duty when i got asked to do something um <laughs> england never called him up to do it so. yeah <laughs> Oh, Colin, that hurts. <laughs> the truth really cuts. Um, <coughs> wow. Right, okay. Anyway, Euros, we're going to be discussing uh, the men's side of the competition uh, in, in this episode. So um, without further ado, we'll get straight into it. If you want to know any other um, discussion around the Euros, we will have a dedicated podcast just to discuss the non-dodgeball side or the other side of, uh, of what happened at Euros um, other than the actual results. Um, so yeah, let's let's crack on and go straight into the men's pools and the results of the men's pools. Um, so for our audio listeners, um, you're going to really enjoy me narrating this like it is the, the English shipping forecast. Um, we have in pool A, Czechia in first with four wins, Italy second with <laughs> three wins, uh, Belgium... <laughs> I can't keep it together, Colin. Specifically, the English. <laughs> you know the She's BBC kidding. Radio Four. You know what I'm talking about. This is like. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in my 80s. Nor was even born in the 80s. <laughs> I have to cut this out because this is so crazy. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, right? Yeah. So for our audio listeners, our results were as followed. Uh, for Paul A, uh, Czechia topped the group in first place with four wins, Italy second with three wins, uh, Belgium third in uh, with two wins, Denmark fourth with one win, and Croatia at the bottom with uh, zero wins. Uh, Paul B, England topped, um, winning all their games, France second, Scotland third, Hungary fourth, and Norway fifth, again, uh, each losing one more match than the team above them. In Pool C, it gets interesting because Austria won all their games and finished top. But then there was a three-way tie with Switzerland, Wales, and Netherlands all on two wins. And Serbia at the bottom with zero. Um, And Pool D, uh, Northern Ireland at the top, Sweden second, Spain third, and Ireland, Republic of Ireland in fourth. Um, Uh, To clarify for Pool C, Switzerland came second, Wales came third, and Netherlands came fourth. Yes, yep. So in that in that three-way tie, yeah, Switzerland 
were the qualifiers. So yeah, just to go over the, the summary of how the, how the, the draw works is um, in the pools, if you finish top two, you are through to the quarterfinals, so you are guaranteed top eight position. Um, if you finish third, you go into a playoff for ninth through 12th. Um, if you finish, I can't remember how it works, but there was then another playoff with the fourth and fifth teams. I think all fifth, uh, all fifth place teams played in a playoff for right, the, Robin. yeah, so a three-way tournament um, for, is it to 19th, 17th, 18th and 19th place? And then the middle ones were done by the fourth teams. Um, so, yeah, that, so, yeah, top two is what we're looking at here, really. Um, but then uh, the other results that were, that came out of each group. Thoughts? Column. Oh God! <laughs> um, do we want to do this pull by pull? Yeah, yeah sure. Let's go. Chat. Pull, pull A. Um, pull A was the t- the two teams I expected to go through definitely went through. Um, I wasn't expecting Czechia to turn up and be as strong as they were in the group. Um, their main competition at the end of the day was Italy. Um, had a very good game, very tight game. Um, I think it was two maybe three sets in it um uh their the throwing from the czechia men was very strong um on their single ball throws <laughs> what is happening <laughs> i'm trying um, to get together for audio listeners <laughs> so am i it's not working um but yeah bit Basically, the throwing game for Czechia was far too strong for Italy to handle. Um, I would love to have seen what would happen because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, but from what I was watching, I think Italy had a completely separate set of men for the mix as they did the the men's yep. division. I would have been really interested to see what would have happened if they had a couple of the mixed men kind of come in for the, for the men's division games because... Um, it's just, and they seem to be missing that something a bit snappy coming back at them. Um, mm. They obviously gave Czechia a really good game. It was very close. But, um, yeah, I think overall the, the best team won, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's one of those interesting questions with those um, mixed teams when you, when you put, like, I guess, development squad, as it were, in mixed team and you, you let a sort of lower ability team into your mix is sometimes those lower ability players that you put in that team might have not necessarily a lower ability, but a slightly different skill set to what you're normally using in your team. And so when you want that versatility, maybe you don't have it. But I actually don't know off the top of my head whether or not Italy entered even more players than they actually played on that men's team. I know a lot of countries did that where they sort of had maybe eight players on paper that were playing for their men, but on the actual official guides, they entered all 12. So... Yeah. I don't know. But either way, it's it's an interesting matchup. I think it's it's tricky to say why we underestimated Czech Republic. Uh, you know, they, they kind of, they showed really good uh, results in, in Austrian League, which is the only place that we could really look at them before this, is that Dodgeball Storm, B, D-Storm Bruno? B-Storm? D-Storm Bruno. Um, the, the Czech club team um, that was basically the national team that won Austrian Leagues that should have been an early sign that the Czech Republic was going to be really good. And yet I think still there's something about Italy where like, we're so used to seeing them win things pretty easily or not win yeah. overall, but, but kind of saw through the group stages that it was surprising to see them drop to Czech Republic. 
and and not only do it once but twice because they think... replayed it again, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think they also um, like Italy. They they put a few players into um, like some of their older players that maybe retiring in a couple, in the next couple of years into their. If we're saying mix was development, it's kind of hard yeah. to say it was development with some of the some of the experience that they had in there. But it meant that maybe as as a national squad, some of the um, link up wasn't there and the the chemistry wasn't there in the team. Yeah. Um, but they, I mean, they played really well. That Czechia Italy game was really good. Like Italy came out of the blocks pretty, you know, pretty well. But then Czechia just clawed it back and were. Um, I mean, their catching was solid. Like, some of the catches that they made. There was, like, some scenes in, in that game where um, I think there was a, uh, like, a, a, um, yeah, so I've got it here. So, Sakura makes a catch by doing a dodge, and then as he's getting back up, because he, he does a dodge where he hits, like, hits the deck, and he, he's getting back up after being faked, and as he's getting back up, makes the catch. And then, like, straight after that... Um, Arasi does like a ricochet jump off the court catch, like literally the next throw. So like that game had the wildest catches in all the way around. But I think Czechy were just a little bit more organized and a little less disoriented with some of their, their calling. Like there were times where Italy had like half their team up the court and some people coming back. Like there was one moment where I think a, um, a ball retriever got given, uh, gave a player a ball at the back of court. And the other two were like pressed up at the front, ready to make a throw. And this guy just like runs all the way from the back of the court, and it's like absolutely no like disguise whatsoever of who's going to be throwing that ball. He just runs up to the front, throws the ball, and gets back. And it's like, like Italy last year probably wouldn't have done that. Um, and I think Czechia, are, are, you know, they're a good enough team to deal with things like that. So when stuff like that is happening in your team, you know, at this level where you got to like sustain such a high um focus um you know that teams are going to like chip away at it and they're going to they're going to win the sets when you do things like that and you, you can't really put a foot wrong especially when this came down to i think three sets in the end yeah um like you know czechia really just ground out those sets and it was really good really good to play uh, play from them to be fair yeah fully agree also in this group shout out to denmark for managing to win on their day at least one match that's pretty much if not pretty much unheard of completely unheard of i'd have to double check it i know will was Convincing shouting his own well. praises somewhat um, <laughs> <laughs> go around oh, saying it's the first time that anyone's ever won a, a group stage match in their debut which sounds like a correct fact but i haven't checked it so if i'm wrong no i'm not it will it's well, will's fault uh, the very first tournament everybody would have debuted in some so yeah, Will, you're wrong. Um... <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> well, well, actually, actually, Colm, the first ever tournament wasn't a Euros, it was a Six Nations, so... But then it wasn't a Euros, yeah, There would have so... been a Euros at exactly. some point. <laughs> so That's the first true. ever Euros was <laughs> still... Bigger. Does that still mean that technically we've never had a Euros without a women's division because Six Nations was when we didn't have women's? That, no, that's an interesting question, to be fair. Mm. I mean, tech, anyway. I'd say, yeah, but anyway. Um, yeah, so Paul A was... <laughs> on a technicality. Um, but yeah, Denmark beating Croatia, that was a really good game to watch as well, actually. Um, and um, I think Croatia, as we'll talk about in the other pod about Mix, definitely put out a weaker team for their men's, which was inverse of what a few other people did. So like we said, Italy put out a development team for Mix. Um, 
Croatia definitely put our weaker team for their men's uh, and their women's, uh, and they did very well in their mix. Um, but it did feel like when I was watching that Denmark Croatia game, I was, you know, wanted Denmark to win from a sense of it's their first time here and you want to see them put out a good show. Um, but it was just like Denmark played well, but at times it was a case of just like, just don't throw this away. Please don't throw this away. Don't do something stupid. Please don't do something. Like it was constantly like that watching it. Um, got some really great players on that, that team, really good arms. Um, just like some of their awareness and um, just, I guess, gelling as a team and playing at this level. It's, it's a, it's a difficult thing to do, um, which is why. Also, I think they lost their captain right before. Um, oh, really? Heroes. I think they had a, a major injury. I remember Will texting me and basically being like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that's the only thing he sent. He was just shit. Because no <laughs> we've been talking about the live stream, because obviously I tried to make sure the good matches were live streamed. And oh, so the right. matches yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where teams yeah. weren't expected to necessarily be battered were being live streamed. So obviously, like the, the Denmark Croatia match was being live streamed. Um, and I think the Denmark-Belgium match was the other live-streamed match that Denmark got. Um, but yeah, basically, we've been talking about that. And then he'd, sort of, he'd been very confident about how many matches his team was going to win. And then he'd sent me a message being like, our captain just got really badly injured. <laughs> I don't know if that Make ends Make sure up... to mention this on the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I got, if I got a, um, a Euro for every time someone said, Make sure you mention this on the pod while we're out there. <laughs> like... <laughs> I would have been able to afford my flights back. uh, (laughs) I don't know if you went through the DMs during Euros as well, but there was definitely a few sent in as well. (laughs) I feel like every time we got a prediction wrong, someone would come up to me like, ooh, did you notice you got that wrong? I was like, yes, because it's a sport and we can't get (laughs) right 100% of the time. Um, I don't know what you expect. Yes, because whenever I sent Nick my predictions, I was hungover. (laughs) just like full disclosure like anyone who's like listening to this first time thinking that oh like these guys know what they're talking about no we don't we're we're three people who enjoy watching dodgeball and just decided to pick up a microphone and go hey someone's got to do it switch off i remember you doing like nick posting the predictions graphics because this was obviously like a month after we'd actually recorded the episode and i saw him post predictions graphics and i was like what what did what did I say was going to happen? Why so would I have said regrets. that? So many regrets. It's and fine. also getting like information fed into us like the week before of like interviews yeah. and people who aren't fully fit, and I was just like, God, I would have changed so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the amount, the amount of things is like, oh, withhold your gossip from us until after we made our predictions, and then tell us and be like, mate, you got it all wrong. And it's like, well, fucking tell us then, like. Honestly, it was incredible. It was incredible. Even before the pod was released, the amount of stuff we got in between that oh, period. Yeah. Like, I was sitting there going, we're going to look like idiots. Oh, it's been so long. Like, well, we we're currently, like idiots, we're currently recording this at the end of November. The last time we sat down to record was the end of August. Like, <laughs> there was just a little oh, bit of time God, has passed. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so... That, that's crazy. That is kind of nuts. But anyway, Paul B, right. Um, so, England topping it. And I think... Whoa, uh, who's that coming? I know, crazy, <laughs> crazy scenes. Um, oh, that's just so mean to all the other teams, but... Um, yeah, it, but, you know, it's... Oh, yeah, fair enough. The, I mean, the Scotland-France battle was, was good. I'll, I'll keep it on point, don't worry. Um, <laughs> the Scotland-France game, very interesting game. I was talking to Colin um, before, the, before we jumped on and recorded, 
that that game, like Scotland, and we'll get onto the Scotland Wales game later, but like Scotland are seem like a very level team. They don't have like too many like hype men on that team. Um, so when they're having to like bring themselves up, there were times where they were like, you know, really pumped up and really screaming. Then it was straight back down to like, you know, right, we got we got a job to do, which is, which is fine. But like sometimes you kind of just need that energy on court to like continue going, like, you know, get the counters up court. And it just felt like maybe only one or two players really felt that. Um, whereas the, the others were, you know, still like, oh, we've got a job to do and they weren't really fully awake. And, you know, France fully took advantage of that. Their catching France was, was fantastic during that game, really made a difference. Um, and they were really good on their, their standing counters and, and running counters as well. So... Uh, France fully deserved. Bizarre watching that French team, to be honest, all the way through, because like in, as a bunch of players, they feel like, at least from the outside perspective, the most like patchwork team of abilities ever. Fair. But it works. So who am I to say anything? Really, I tell you, I tell you what, um, Vincent had a hell of a tournament. Mm. From the few games I've seen, he was. Is that his like retirement people. tournament as well? Is he no retiring? Idea. If he's retired yeah. on that, he's retired an absolute yeah. because he had a hell of a tournament. Like that is the best I've seen him. I've played him a couple of times for Ireland. He was always like a big threat. Yeah. But he just his throw was incredible. Um it's just his presence on court. He had everybody scared of him. Like, yeah, you had to nine times out of ten, he was getting out by at least taking somebody out with him and he just caught up court. Or they were having to throw multiple balls at him. He had such a good tournament. He really impressed me. From the, I, I watched a few of his games and just came away looking at it, just going like, that man had done incredible. <laughs> he pulled off some sick players. Mm. This was a good group in general. I feel like it's it's still somewhat disappointing that this didn't end up being like Pool C in the sense that like it feels as if Hungary could have taken it to France and Scotland, and the scorelines somewhat reflect that. They're not as close as you'd think, but I think it's always tricky when like when you're pushing for sets at the end of a game. Um, it kind of skews yeah. the scoreline a bit, but um, it was a good good group, and like Norway obviously got a little bit battered by some of their teams. Like That 44-0 scoreline against England I'm looking at right now is not... Not super fun. And I, I remember being on the sidelines photographing that. And to be fair to Norway, they played that entire game with a smile on their faces because that's uh, all you can do. A hundred percent. Like, like they Norway were, just... were great. Love that. Such lovely people. So so happy all the time. <laughs> they just seemed happy to be there. It was really nice. <laughs> um but no, I mean they held their own the Scotland Norway match is twenty five eleven as a scoreline here, which is pretty pretty damn good for a, a match against Scotland. It's not bad in your debut. It's not the easiest group to debut into and it's a no, that's, that's place in Norway. Group. Yeah. Like I'm watching watching back a few of the games, like Hungary were just a step below Scotland and France. I feel like tactically France and Scotland were just a far whack ahead of yeah. Hungary. But ability wise, they're only a step below. Um, and I feel like on another day, Scotland definitely could have beaten France in the game as well. Um, I think, like Nick said, I, they weren't able to raise their energy levels a bit more to, because I, th I think that's where they would have beaten France is just by playing that quick game. Yeah, I feel like that would have been more in their favor. Whereas they tried to play that more controlled game that they were probably used to at that stage. Because I know a lot of them would have played that kind of style at club level. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a very good game. Definitely recommend watching it back.
I think Hungary as well, just thinking about it this year compared to last year. The the vice for going against Hungary in the groups, I can't remember whether it was France to Scotland or Scotland to France, whoever it was who played them second, um, got the advice of, oh no, Scotland to Switzerland. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which order it was. Basically, one team's advice to the other team before playing Hungary was, these two players are the good players. Get them out and you're fine. Um, and it didn't feel watching Hungary this time around that you could say that about their team, that there wasn't like two players who stood out head and shoulders above the rest. It felt like the kind of the rest of the pack within that team had caught up to the the two particularly good players. Um, and if I, I couldn't have told you just staring at that team, knowing that there have been two good players. I still remember which ones they were, but like if I'd watched them play this time around, knowing that there were meant to be two particularly good players, I wouldn't have been able to pick them out because it was... It was quite an even level playing field across the Hungarian team, which is really good to see that like the the levels kind of risen to that, and that they're all kind of it's it's become it's much more stable. You want that in a national team. You don't want a couple yeah, star players. You you want everyone to be roughly the same level, so that, that way you can't just get a couple of people out and absolutely yeah, you, you, you run away with it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm getting at really badly. Is that Hungary looked a lot more like a squad this time around, and that's really good to see. I was shocked to everyone that dodgeball is actually a team sport. Um, uh, <coughs> yeah, no, um, you stop it right now. Sir. If, you didn't, if you didn't know, it's just like pure chaos. You just pick up a ball and run to the front. Um, <coughs> no, there. Yeah, I, yeah, I t- totally agree. I just want to say, like, about going back to Norway, like mm. one, like one of the most wonderful squads to come in to Euros. They were absolutely lovely being there. Their refing, the effort they put into refing, the attention they paid during all of their like like times that they were line refing. 10 out of 10, one of the best teams doing it throughout the entire competition, I may say. Like, just Love from a, hear that. Actual, like, just, that just enough, watching honestly. on the side. Yeah, like, 100%. They, like, they played really well, had a great, um, you know, attitude about it, just, and lovely people. And they, they played some solid dodgeball. Like, you know, it, you know, we'll get on to Serbia in a minute, but, like, they, they knew the tactics. They knew what tactics they needed to. They clearly learned that from Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they... They they played solidly, like genuinely, really, really impressive first outing. Um, and I, you know, I'd say they are further ahead of where Spain were when Spain joined, and we'll we'll talk about Spain later. But you know, sky's the limit. You know, Euros is getting hella competitive at the moment. Um, so you know, just because you're joining now does not mean you're that late to the party. The 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 the, the trajectory upwards is is very doable. I just want to say like. We didn't mention it in Group A, but Belgium coming third. Congratulations. Like, that is such an improvement on last year. Like, it's really good going. Um, you know, massive, massive pat on the back to, to you guys for, for doing that. And um, the effort you guys have put into to get there. Like, two, two wins in Group A and, and being able to finish in the top 12. Fully well-deserved. Fully, fully well-deserved. So, I just wanted to shout that out um, here as well. But, yeah. Pool C. Austria topping the group, and then we got the crazy three-way tie with Switzerland topping it, Wales, uh, and then Netherlands. Um, just to explain, so, um, so that people who have looked at this and gone, "What on earth has happened?" Um, the rules for sorting out a three-way tie is it only takes into account the set difference for matches played against each other. Reason being, in this scenario, like you see, is Switzerland, Wales, and Netherlands are above Serbia. What they don't want to happen in Euros is a new team like Serbia to come in and get absolutely trounced for the sake of set difference so that one of them can finish at the top. 
because really, if you're going to finish the top of a three-way tie, you should have done best against the other people in that three-way tie. And I think that's a very fair way to do Ironically, it's probably Ireland and Switzerland that caused caused that run to be brought in after uh, after the Italy Euros. Oh God. <laughs> yep. But anyway, that's that's how it is. And um, so yeah, Switzerland, Wales, and Netherlands all getting one win against each other and beating Serbia, um, and then Austria topping it. Um, so I think the tie went: uh, Switzerland beat Netherlands, Netherlands beat Wales, and Wales beat Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, was the trio fantastic way around to do it really interesting um yeah thoughts on pool c uh, pool c my favorite match probably in the men's group is in this and i'm 100 percent biased because i'm swiss but like the austria switzerland match in the groups was so 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 good and i fully have to eat my cap because in one of the swiss national trainings at the end of it when i was heading back then i was at the train station with um, Ludo, who's one of the Swiss guys, and like <laughs> he was, he was talking my ear off about the fact that he, you know, the team had this, the guys had this plan against Austria, and that he was more confident in the concept of maybe beating Austria than he was in beating Wales. And I was laughing at that because I was like, why, why would you ever think that you can beat Austria, but you might not be able to beat, beat Wales? Like, why are you so confident in beating Austria? Um, and then they actually played that match, and the entire way through. They were either drawing with Austria or one set behind the whole way through the match. They never slipped more than that. The final score, they're only one set behind. Like it's mm. it it was an insanely tense match. And they played really well against Wales as well. They lost it by what two sets in the end. But mm. the match against Austria, Jesus Christ, it's such a good match, considering like historically how good Austria have been and historically how good the Swiss have been. That is huge from Switzerland to come up that well. And like they just they played so good. It was such a good match. Um super super proud of them. And I feel very bad for laughing at Ludo now. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he's gonna lose. Get your revenge. <laughs> there you go, yeah, you got it clipped so you can put it all over TikTok. <laughs> Um, yeah, that all over the, all over the Swiss uh, Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a great game to watch. Um, I've watched it back since then because uh, you know we arrived I think midway through that game. Unfortunately, yeah. um, I didn't expect it to be. No offense, I didn't expect it to be that good. Full offense uh, to my t- my own team. Yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> it was it was incredible. Uh, Austria didn't get the lead until one step before half time, where it was eight six. I think. Yeah. Um, like up until that point, Switzerland came out. Firing, and I won't lie. Watching it back, Austria did seem half asleep for the first few sets. Like they were not switched on. Switzerland were up for it. They were getting all their covering, like covering shots. Like I would say trades, but like Austria were missing, so it's not a trade. It was just straight up getting, you know, covering a player and getting the hits. It was fantastically well played. You know, fair play to Austria for 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 clawing it back, and you know they had heavy rotation in their players as well. But you know. Switzerland played incredible. Some of the catches the Swiss men played, like caught, were just absolute filth. Um, was like up front in in the neutral zone making catches, um, you know, dropping to knees and stuff like that. It was just ah, uh, yeah, really, really well played by Switzerland. Um, fully, fully deserved that scoreline, I reckon. And the others also played anyway. Pool D. <laughs> uh, can we just give a shout out to Serbia, please? Like, just, just like yeah, one. Yeah. Quick, quick, like you know, other other new nations. Properly, I just. <laughs> no, hold on. I I'll I'll be a bit cruel here. 
um, in that Wales definitely should have done better in their games. I'll be be brutally honest. Like they should have they should have beaten both Switzerland and Netherlands. Like in terms of the not not just like the ability wise, but it was just some awful decision making happening. Like it felt like even whenever they were up, they were still chasing a set. And they're just being so open and silly fishing and like throwing away balls unnecessarily, like trying to get cheeky snipes here and there. Like I was just that watching was it, it going and you it it just they were just throwing away the games. Like, yeah, like they could have been in complete control. And it wasn't like them. That that Netherlands game was just like a prime example of that where it was like they it was the last game on Friday, right? So everyone's absolutely shot tired. Yeah. Um but it's a really important game. Like Wales win that, they're in. Yeah. Like they're into the quarters. Yeah. Um and they were just, they played it and like they just like uh, they just looked like a bunch of individuals playing at times. Like they had four balls quite regularly because Netherlands were giving it, like, you know, yeah. their top tip Netherlands ball retention. Um but you know, they got away with it because Wales were just going, "All right, well uh, the two people on the right will go throw at the right wing." Um, and then as they did that, then the wing, the left wing would come up from Netherlands, and then the left winger would just throw at them, and then oh, now Netherlands got four balls, and they would just give away to. And Netherlands were dodging; they were getting out the way, and they were hitting a very tired Welsh team in the end. Like, it just like sort yeah, it, it out. It is <laughs> not to be to be fair. It is it, it is fair to say that it, it probably was exhaustion that kind of kicked in for the wheel squad, um, but. I just think that if the somebody needed to lead that team and just bring in the discipline and the control into the game, which I've seen from Wales countless times, and there isn't a lot of like new people that were doing it. Like it was some of the more experienced players that were, as Nick said, playing as an individual rather than as a, as a team. I think yeah. at that moment they just needed to step up and go, "No, this is our game. Play controlled, make the hits." And just survive, and they just weren't doing that. Like, they're, yeah, their their heads weren't screwed on. That's that's what cost them in the end. I mean, as a squad, they had a very emotional Euros up to that point. Like the absolute stress on all those players. Like, yeah, with what happened in the women's, with what happens in the mix. That's like, Wales had a hell of a ride in Euros. They, group. yeah, like I think you know, in terms of their expectations that they set upon themselves, how well they played at times and how absolutely dismal they played at other times. Like, talk about a roller coaster. Like, the compare... Like, you know, Gollum and I were talking about this. Comparing Scotland and Wales in terms of, like, how they handle themselves on on court. Like, polar opposites. (laughs) Like, Wales are, like, full emotion. Give it everything you got. And if something goes wrong, heads are down. And Scotland are like, nothing will phase me, right? And like sometimes that works in your favour and sometimes it doesn't, and it goes both sides. <laughs> and yeah, just like absolutely nuts. But um yeah, I I would have thought Wales did better. I also thought Netherlands were gonna do a bit better, I'll be honest. Um, you know, they, they got that win against against Wales because they play kind of solidly and they had good rotation. But um, you know, I think they had a separate no, they didn't have a separate men's women's and mix. They did uh, have a combined mix, didn't they? Um, but their men yeah. seemed more rested. I think they had more men's players in general to rotate through. So, mm. um, yeah, just um, they're getting there. They're getting there as a squad. I think they like tactically. They've got some good players coming through. Um, they 
just need to dodge a bit better at times. I think I think they just get a bit lazy on trackbacks. Um, not not Fair. in terms to be critical, but just like you, you you're nearly there. Like you just got to you know if you dodge a few stray shots here and there, um, you've just got to you got to win those sets and grind them out because your throws, your group throws are incredible. Uh, the catching you guys were making and the, the decision making on catching was fine. It was just you know the odd times so there was just a lazy dodge here and there. I thought per- personally, um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I think that's all fair. Right, though, to point out, like there is an issue to do with individualism on the Welsh squad, um, and it feels like occasionally that's partly what lets them down. Where there's moments where they really need to band together and play one like team and one style of dodgeball for just a moment, and and switch from whatever style they were doing before to a different style. And it's in those moments that it just feels as if four of them will change and two of them will do exactly what they were doing for the last 10 minutes yeah. that still hasn't been working and it's just it's tricky there it's tricky to know what to do as a coach in that situation i'm sure the welsh coaches are aware of it i'm sure they've noticed it before it's not a new problem i would say with the welsh squad it's just becoming more obviously a problem because other teams are now capable of dealing with it like the netherlands have stepped up well enough to be able to deal with those specific players that aren't changing their style of dodgeball and aren't switching it up and because they now know how to deal with them and they know that they're not going to change it, change their style, then that means they know that they've got that player for the entire game if they've got it like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's it's just becoming more apparent because other teams are stepping up, I think is the thing. I just said that middle that middle block, you know, you'll probably it's, hear us talk about it in all four episodes, is getting tight. Like they're in all three competitions, the the ability of different nations that are coming up that have been around for like four or five years now, like everyone's having to up their game. Um, so yeah, no, definitely, definitely agree. Um, did you want to say something? Because I was just going to mention about Serbia, Colin. No, work away, work away. So like, love Serbia. Like absolutely loved Serbia when they were there. Um, I managed to speak to Milos, who was their like uh, captain slash coach. Um, I understand like, you know, they were fairly last minute thrown together team. Um, some of those players have played for like two weeks. Um, and when I say two weeks, that might be like a session a week. So twice. Um, so understanding the rules, tactics, all that completely new to them. Um, but in terms of like seeing the growth throughout the tournament of how they adapted, they learned to play as a team a bit more they had implemented some kind of a calling system by the end of the tournament um they understood the phases of play like they just had a real great attitude in both their men's and mixed and i really loved seeing that like the it's a bit like how spain came to mixed and they were like you know they good sports really energetic wanted to talk wanted to learn um and you know treated everyone fairly and equally in serbia the serbian team you, you saw that as well um, and you saw them really care about it as well, like really get passionate about wanting to do well at times. Like not in a way that they'd be like, oh, when something goes around, their heads were down and it was all really, really bad. But like they they genuinely like when something went well, they really loved it for each other and they were really supportive. And it just, yeah, really heartwarming. That's why we love dodgeball, I know. But like I, I absolutely love seeing them. And yeah, it was great to speak to me, Losh, um, lovely guy. Um, and it sounds like you got uh, a good setup starting there. Uh, in Serbia, so can't wait to see you guys in the in the next coming coming years. But yeah, what Ooh, really Serbia big shout friend. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you take the fist, but uh, you know we're, this why oh, this is what we love about Euros. This is why we love Euros. That's really that's really nice to hear, and to hear that there's players coming after like two, pretty much like two sessions 
to it, one of the top tournaments you can enter. Like, fair play. I would have had the balls in it. <laughs> if you're telling me, like, two sessions after months that I would have uh, had to play for <laughs> Ireland. Oh, my God. I'd run a mile. <laughs> what, what do you mean about playing international dodgeball not hungover? <laughs> oh, my God. What do you mean you don't drink after every time you're hit out? What? <laughs> <laughs> you crazy people. What um, is this game? <laughs> but Paul D, um, f- the only group of four in the men's, uh, Northern Ireland topping it with Sweden second, Spain third, and Ireland fourth, or Republic of Ireland fourth. Um, I want to say it was one of the more straightforward groups, to be perfectly honest. Uh, you're okay, yeah. Tom. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Uh, speak look, to your woes right I'll, I'll i'll get i'll get, I'll get my rant out of the way um i looked at that squad beforehand and for who, for who for sorry for who for, squad? for ireland republic, squad. republic of right but republic of ireland <laughs> and i i like the balance of the squad on paper i'll be honest and i still think that that ireland squad should have definitely come third probably should have come second but i felt like the players that were playing between mixed and men's were not handled in the best way in terms of keeping their energy levels up in the big games um it's a per- personal um opinion <laughs> god i'm gonna get so much shit for this um <laughs> I felt like in terms of the rotations, um, the substitutions, that they weren't really combating the issues that they were coming up against. Because, um, yeah, there's is, there is some really good players in that squad and they definitely should be playing to a better level than what was shown on court. I felt like they weren't playing their usual tactics that I've known for as long as I've played for Ireland. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. This Euros was a very bitter pill to swallow. <laughs> watch it, watch my squad struggle. Um, wasn't wasn't very nice viewing. Um, that Spain really game hope... was painful. That that, oh, that was. I think I was texting you during game. it, and I was just like, I I, I don't know just... how how much I could watch of it. It was um, it was watching it and seeing players like put their heads in their hands, knowing. That they should have won that set, or you know they shouldn't have done that, and they're just like, "What are we doing?" And it's like, "Yeah, what are you doing?" <laughs> like it was just, it was, it was infuriating. Like they had the better ability of Spain, but Spain were just a bit more consistent. They didn't make as many stupid mistakes. Massively, yeah. And it, it, the similar issues that we've, we've pointed out for Wales is there for Ireland. It really felt like six individuals on court for the men. Mm-hmm. Um, for the mixed and women's, it was different issues. But for the men, it really always felt like six individuals on court and the unison that I was I was used to whenever I was training with them just didn't look like it was there. Um, I, just, I just think that they really need to work on that understanding with each other on court and getting the decision-making and the timings down to a T. Because that used to be their bread and butter. Like we used to train for like six hours of making sure that, you know, I knew like Rob Kearns and Dave Cardoso and Garve, like the back of my hand. I knew everything that they were going to be doing, so I could adjust my game to back them up and get the the most out of them. I never felt like that was there with them. 
like in any of the, in any of the men's games that I watched. It was, it was. I'll be honest. It's it not, was very painful to watch. It's not even like on ability wise. They were, they deserve no, that's, to be but last. That's, that's what I mean. But that's like, they, I mean, yeah, like... yeah, like ability wise, they're solid, solid ability around the board. Just like, I again, like, like Dave, anyone Dave who says dodgeball, had a fantastic tournament. Dave Cardoso had a fantastic tournament. He was making hits and catches left, right, and center. But there were like he was the only one that was consistent throughout the tournament in both mixed and men's. It, it, it does take a team to win a match, like, like a, a squad. 100%. Like, uh, yeah, you know, if you if you listen to this thing, you probably come across dodgeball before. But if you some straggler who's found it here on the internet, and you're just like, what are these <laughs> guys talking about about dodgeball? Crazy. Your intro, your introduction I'm, is is that I'm, yeah, there is <laughs> there is. I mean, some of the recommendations that people get to our YouTube videos on is hilarious. But um, yeah, like it is a team sport. You have to play as a team. There is like you can have six really talented players but if you're not covering players if you're not throwing as uh, as a unit like you can be picked apart very easily by players quite substantially below your standard um because a ball hitting you is like is the most um it brings you down to earth very quickly <laughs> there was there was even there was even simple things that i've seen with ireland sometimes where that like if they weren't throwing they weren't even faking like it was, it was even basic stuff like that. Like I've seen yeah. a few times. I'm just sat there going, "What are you doing? Put some effort in, please, please." <laughs> like, and don't get me wrong. Like, there's, I'm, I'm being overly critical uh, because of my frustration of seeing it. But I just, I, I, I know there's so much more there. Like, I know pretty much everybody on that squad, um, on a personal basis, and I know what they're capable of. And I've seen it in the past, like twelve months, for the majority of them, what they're capable of. I was just sat there going, like, I, I, I would love to see more. I would love for them to perform at the levels that I know that they can show. Hundred um, percent. On the other side of it, um, Spain did well to capitalise on it. They were a solid team. Hundred percent. Yeah, they um, did. They did very little wrong in that in that game. Realistically. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it shows the depth of it shows the depth of that national t- squad, you know, knowing what they did in mix. Uh, go listen to our mix podcast, but um, you know, knowing that they can do that and then still do a good solid showing in the men's as well. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. And Sweden, yeah. like um, you know, full credit to them, the men's team. Um, we knew last year they had it in them to 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 throw in upsets because they took England really close in the I think it was in the quarters. Uh, last year, but this year they've um, you know earned their, earned their second place there. Um, mm-hmm. Very only very solid squad. Um, but yeah, should we go on to should we go on to predictions? Predictions results. Yeah, the results. I say results. This is like the quarter final results. Um, so for our audio listeners, um, we'll try and go through this and pick through as we can. Um, but you might want to watch on YouTube for this. Um, so what we're seeing here is um, you can see our predictions left to right. So myself, Zoe, and Column, and then what team actually got there. So what team finished top of the t- uh, pool, second of the pool or whatever, and then who won the game after that. So for example, the first match is first in A against the second of B, and we had all predicted Italy were going to play Scotland. And my <laughs> days, we got that incredibly wrong because it was Czechia v France, um, you know, two completely different teams so um this just shows you how little we know about about euros dodgeball apparently 
Um, I will say now, just just so that people are aware, in terms of accuracy, total accuracy uh, for men's, um, in last place, Colin got 60% of the predictions correct. Um, and then Zoe and I tied at 66%. Um, That's horrible. I hate that. So we got 10 out of 15. So 15 matches or at least 15 positions to get right. So that's who finished top and who finished second of each group and who won those games. So, um, yeah. Um, Is that the total across all three? No, that's the total across this Just Men's. Just Men's. Across, across, all, across all three, um, Zoe and I... Oh, no, because I... you got it, you got an I and you got Sweat. Yeah. 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 But you've both got one more right than me. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So across all of them, uh, Zoe and I draw, draw, drew at 64% each. So 29 That's out of 45. Cool. I hate that. 29 yeah, out of 45. Got one, you got one more right than me. Let's not big this up to be. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, and Column, Column, you're at 57.7. So you got 26 out of 45. Ooh. So you, you only want to end in the 50s there. but To be fair, to give, to give all of us credit here, if you like swap over Italy and check. Yeah, check I was going to say, the, the like, thing with that is... It's not as bad as it looks. You're saying like the the total like the positions, which isn't the same as like individual matches. If we'd individually yeah. predicted every single match, our prediction rate would have been higher than that. Like because yeah. there's a lot of obvious easy matchups that you can pretty much guess 100 percent correctly most of the time. It's just one one or two little results here and there to then throw that prediction off slightly. The, Fra- the France one I never seen coming though. Yeah, never never would have predicted that. Yeah. I'm still, yeah, massively impressed by them for that. That's that's pretty huge for them. Massive. Yeah, played really well. Um, getting all the way to the semis. Um, yeah, Sweden doing a good job against Austria, 22-12. I mean, the quarterfinals were pretty much um, a bit of a wash all the way through. Uh, quite dominant wins for each team. Um, oh, It's also worth saying, right, we've got the scores up. We're at 20 minute halves. So compared to years past, there are more sets that have been played just about because of this. Just, yeah, because yeah. because of, yeah, they, I was about to say that that kind it's, of it, you really it's like what one or two more sets. Yeah, I think yeah. Like, on average. Yeah. But I think it gives when if you can speed through the sets, it gives that opportunity to compound them more. Um, mm-hmm. Like a 22-10 win isn't heard of that often in half an hour matches um but yeah like you know pretty unilateral cost board france doing really well against czechia austria northern ireland and england all comfortably getting through to the semis um so do we do we just want to jump onto the semis um and i'll probably highlight the northern ireland england game um because that was the final last year um we did all predict this to happen in the semis and we all predicted the right winner, but my god, I did not see it happening in that fashion. Um, yeah. Nor- nor- wow. Nor- Northern Ireland were fucking incredible. They yeah, were like, insane, on fire. What was the, was, what was the score at halftime again? It was like 12 nil, wasn't it? Yeah. Something it insane. 12 nil or 12 2. I can't remember who won Something the final stupid. set to decide it, but. Um, and I were so clear. If you want to, if you want to, like teach a team how to play dodgeball right now, just and I've said this to the worker bees as I'm their coach. I said, just watch <laughs> NI versus England, like clinical dodgeball. They're so 
The throw-in's accurate. Their dodging's incredible. Their utilization of the core is insane. Like, it's, it's just everything was perfect. The decision-making, the backing up of each other. Like, mm-hmm. if if somebody goes after one of the NI boys, there's another guy right in their opposition's face within a millisecond. Like... It's it's insane to watch, and it, it they'll be really really difficult to beat. Um, and whenever I was talking about the preview, I I I could not flip. I was flipping a coin basically between Austria and NI for the final, but NI raised the game, and they showed it against England especially. Like they are, they can just control the game so so well, and I'd love to see what it'll take to to beat them. I really would. I'm I'm really excited to see more games with NI in the future, honestly. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like everything you just said, 100% correct. I think the thing that always stands out to me watching NI compared to maybe England in particular is just the level of team play that they've got. That yeah. just they just move as one fluid motion and it's really impressive and just just I, you watch it and you're just like that is literally as you said it's perfect dodgeball. It's it's you watching it and you're like I don't understand how you can just fluidly move like that and know each other that well that you know exactly that there's going to be someone there behind you backing you up at that point and that you can do everything you're doing with complete confidence because your team is there to help you and is working that way like it's such a, a huge level of teamwork on that team um and and i'm i'm kind of surprised that it still works even with like some new additions like i think other podcasts have pointed out sam lav had a really good tournament yeah but he's did. not played for ni before and so i kind of if you'd asked me on paper before the tournament, how I thought Sam Lav would have done. I would have thought he'll do all right, but he won't have that team cohesion. And he did. He fit in so well. And that whole team didn't seem to like suffer in any way teamwork-wise from having new No, I th- I, I, what I think happened with Sam Lav is that he was able to just play his game and he was protected yeah. at all times. And that yeah. worked so well. And it made him play better and get into the game a lot I don't quicker. I seen him play that well. No, I, he's absolutely. Whenever he was allowed to just do free reign, like yeah. he, he done really, really well. But I, it's, it's, that, it's that level of protection the wingers yeah. and NI give each other. Like it's it's so good, and the just their survivability compared to any other team in the European stage is is insane to me, absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean the game itself, like yeah, Northern Ireland came out absolutely screaming, very very aggressive, absolutely took the game to England. A lot of double throws, I think. Um, you know, neutral zone summed it up quite well. I think with their explaining that they had a lot of in in England. The two uh, biggest teams at the moment, two top teams, Lutterworth Meteors and, and Spartans, when they play each other, it's quite a cagey affair. You know, they a lot of singles that uh, get thrown, you know, they, they want to chip away at them and then it sort of loosens up as the game comes along. Um, and Northern Ireland were like, nope, screw it, double throws, we're getting you out. Um, and that's what they did. Like, they, they just absolutely took the game to to England and got a really healthy lead. And it's it's a bit like... The uh, Newcastle semi-final when Northern Ireland beat them. Northern Ireland got to a healthy lead and England really had to fight back. Complete opposite to the final from last year. But um, yeah, just really well played by Northern Ireland. It was an incredible game to watch. And just, it was one of those ones where I, I missed the first half because uh, I was in the other sports hall taking photos. But came into it, saw the score. I was like, what on earth has happened here? Like, <laughs> just the absolute shock of being like, you blink and you've missed a game and it's only half time like it's recoverable if one team can score that many points at half one at half time then the other team can in theory but of course yeah 
Um, the other, the, so we so we sort of mentioned it, like, but the the fact that they were still able to rotate players in and out to to keep them well rested for um for mixed and the final coming up and stuff, and the players that were coming on were really good at grinding out the sets and making England have to work for it. Like it's te- honestly, it it is the textbook of dodgeball now. It really, really is. Yeah, and then going into that final, <clears throat> um, I mean, yeah, it was. I I mean, I have my opinions on it. I think Northern Ireland just looked really good the entire way through. Um, I like, I absolutely love the the Austrians. Uh, I love the Austrian men's team as well. I just thought Northern Ireland looked solid all the way through. And when I was watching it, um, it felt like Austria could come back at any moment, but Northern Ireland. I felt had it a bit more in hand um, and had that extra level to go. Um, I think what was interesting, like watching it in the stands, was seeing. Uh, I think it was McElroy. I could be wrong. Um, was Gosh. in the coach. Yeah, it was. It was in the. It was in the coach's box. And at the beginning, he, he was in kit. So I thought, oh, maybe you'll just sub in at some point. Turns out, no, because he was injured. But like, I was like fully expecting him to come on at some point. Um, you know like I thought maybe they were going to go for a tactic of let's uh, let some players you know rest the first few sets and then come on later uh, having analysed what the Austrians are doing and then just like go at it no 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 they stuck with pretty much the same squad all the way through um, I mean it was a cracking final uh, but considering last year it came down to like one second to split the final and this year this was the least close final of the three um, it was still it was twelve insane. it was twelve ten with five minutes left. Yeah. Like it's not like this was a runaway for NI. Like yeah. it it wasn't comfortable until Austria needed to to force some sets. It was yeah. it was the set around the five minute mark where um NI took it to fourteen ten and Austria I don't know if panic's the right word, but they definitely tried to force the, the sets a bit more, they tried to up the aggression. And and I were just able to absorb it and came away for the last couple of minutes comfortable winners, but I, w- I wouldn't say it was a comfortable win. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It sort of seemed as if the, there was that moment, some moment around five minutes before the end, where like Austria realised that they need to actually get into the lead if they want to win this, and because of that, they kind of start playing a little bit more dangerously, which could have worked out for them, but it didn't. Um, and I think that's the the tricky thing when when you get to that situation in a game where you've got you're maybe one set behind and you've got a few minutes left in this in the game and you know you have to win a couple sets now in a row to to actually have a chance of winning the thing and suddenly that means you have to play a little bit more dangerously you have to take those chances when they're there and that's that's just purely rolling the dice which means it's a lot more out of your hands but it's the only thing you can do in that situation so I think Austria read it correctly I just think they were outclassed. And I were in a position where they didn't have to force it. Whereas they, they love that. Yeah, exactly. Just, and I if, were if happy. There's... They just sat there. They they did their game. They switched out their players as they needed to. And they just kept control of the game the whole way through. And Austria, to be fair to them, like you said, I think they were actually, they weren't panicking, I don't think, for most of the game. They were still in yeah, control. Yeah, it's, it's, harsh, it's harsh to say panic. Right up until about five minutes before the end. And then they're like, okay if we keep going the way that we've been going, we're not going to win it. So we need to change something and we need to see if that works. And it doesn't. Yeah. And, and I, or that team that because of how well disciplined they are, they're happy to be up in a set 
and just mm. see it out playing those safe singles and just wait for the opportunities to arise. Like there's, there's they never freak out. They never worry that the opportunities are going to disappear, especially early in the sets. Like it, it, it's, it's so good to watch. I, I love it. I really do. Mm-hmm. They just, it's the fact that not many teams are able to play both sides of dodgeball where you have to be aggressive or you have to be defensive. Like mm. they're able to, at the flick of a switch, change their style of play and do it so, so well. Not many teams can do that. If you ask a team, like most teams in Super League, to switch from being super defensive team to being super aggressive, like they just they just panic. They don't they don't know how to do it. They're either one style or the other, right? But they're just so able to like swoon in and out of it, like dodgems almost. Like it's, it's class. I love it. No, nah, it was well it was it was yeah, it was a it was a class game, um, <clears throat> really class final and a really class showing from Northern Ireland. Which it just it in hindsight it just made like who who could have doubted them? Like when you watch them play all the way through, there was definitely a sense of foreboding of like this Northern Ireland team looks strong. Like they look really strong, like all the way through. Um, not that England or Austria didn't, um, but yeah, I think just that. That semi-final performance was unbelievable. Um, I feel like I need to watch that Switzerland-Northern Ireland game back now because with how Switzerland did against Austria, like I know how Switzerland played against them and, and you know sort of the tactics they used, but I'm kind of curious to see how they held, you know, how they then went about the game against Northern Ireland because you know Switzerland are a good outfit. We know they're good enough to play against these teams. Um, and take it to them so I'm just yeah curious as to how that game went so definitely we'll uh, watch that one back I'm slowly yeah. converting you to being a Swiss fan it's gonna happen I mean, Swiss I are gonna be the new Wessex Wolves <laughs> for the for the Europod <laughs> nah I mean you gotta you gotta take my love away from the uh, from the Austrian and Italian women teams because oh man we'll get onto the oh he's now he's now uh, added yeah. the Italian women into it right okay okay hey, we were talking about, like they they play well but um yeah, I mean, also, I'm a big fan of the Austrian men as well. Like, uh, I think the Lighting of Brothers played incredibly in that final. Um, but yeah, really, really great final. So congrats to Northern Ireland on that one. Any final thoughts before we go on to actual, like, overall placings? No, it was good. Yeah. Well done to France. I think still amazed that France got as far as they did. And I feel like I haven't had as much of a chance to watch back the footage because of something that happened with the YouTube channel. Um, so <laughs> I, I haven't quite gotten the chance to watch back all of France's matches, but I, I don't think I, I mean, I, I can tell you clearly I didn't expect France to do that well because I didn't predict them to get even to the quarterfinals and they made it all the way through the semis. So it's a uh, massive from them for their men's team to do that well. Cause we talked a lot in the predictions about the women's team. I think the, the French men, we just didn't really feel like we knew anything about and it didn't feel as if they stood out and at things like the Paris open, it felt as if they'd been kind of shown up by, some of the British sides, um, but they did really, really well in that tournament uh, to come where they did. And they weren't lucky wins either, right? Like beating Czechia, they they played really well against um, in all their matches beforehand. Was it Czechia or Italy? Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, Czechia, Czechia, yeah. Czechia, yeah. yeah Czechia. We predicted Italy, got it wrong. Yes, um, that was it. Sorry, that's why I'm getting muddled. But right, they, stop rubbing it in, Nick. <laughs> Hey, we're bad at predictions. What can I say? Um, yeah. So on to the final results: um, Northern Ireland with a gold medal, Austria silver, England in bronze. Um, 
England with that replay against France from the group stages, um, it was a lot closer in that third fourth match than in the uh, in the group stages. Um, good game, yeah. good game. But I think England were they were the better team, and they. I think they... England's heads had also dropped a little bit. I think England are the kind of team that when they find themselves in a third place playoff aren't happy with winning or losing. They just they don't want to be there. <laughs> They're just going to be unhappy the entire match. Um, you could tell by some of their faces and so I think they played a little bit worse and France obviously stepped up massively um, because they knew what was on the line but 21-9 pretty good scoreline for, for England anyway would have liked yep. it to be closer <laughs> <laughs> um, so Czechia came fifth um, so they were the top of the uh, the fallout of the quarterfinal losses um, with Italy sixth, Switzerland seventh, and Sweden eighth of that little playoff, um, which I kind of think is surprising because Switzerland came sixth last year, right? Yes. And I can't remember who Switzerland played on the way to the, you know, after they lost in their quarterfinal, who they played next. But um, I think Italy have done really well to come sixth there. Uh, yeah, I think they played France in their last match. I can't remember before that but that was the the match that no not in their last match they couldn't have played france because france yeah no france, france was the match yeah last last year is not this year. oh last year right sorry um from switzerland beat france to to go up into the fifth or sixth playoff so it would have been interesting to see france against switzerland this year round and yeah didn't quite happen that's not how it crumbled but no but um you know impressive for czechia to get up to fifth um, I think that's a, an improvement on last year. I can't remember where they finished last year, but um, definitely a yeah. step up all the way to fifth. Um, yeah, it's the Switzerland and Sweden. And then you see Wales and Scotland topping out the ninth to 12th battle with Belgium and Spain, which is weird to say that they were in the ninth to 12th battle with Belgium and Spain. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they, they'd probably want to have done better than that. Um, but yeah, they... I think deservedly finished at the top of the, the you know the ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth battle. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely a lot of improvements needed by them. Big congrats to Belgium and Spain though for getting the eleventh and twelfth. Like that's you know really good on them to get getting into those positions. And Hungary weren't that far behind in my opinion. Um, like you know like you were saying, Colm earlier, they they have some of the ability to do so. Um, but I think yeah, some of these teams lower down here. Like this is where we get into the point of depending on what group you get put in, you can really see yeah. different positionings happening in the future, different results going different ways. So um, no big... Uh, you know, Norway didn't come last either. They beat Croatia as well. So to come uh, yeah. one from or two from bottom. Um, and Denmark so, nearly managed to get a win against Hungary in this oh, stage so as well. Close. It was one set off in the end. But that would have been an amazing result from Denmark to, to beat Hungary, considering that how was... close came to doing you know some real damage i think that was a three minute overtime set i could be wrong but i think that was an overtime set um, yeah my... so yeah like you know yeah they, denmark beat ireland in the end to finish 15th but nearly put themselves in that 13th 14th which i mean for a first time showing yeah. that's massive it, very impressive um I did. I did get to speak to some of the, the Danes, and um, it was interesting finding out that Dodgeball has been in Denmark for a while, just mm. been playing No Sting, the American yes. format, um, which is oh, great to that's... great to hear. <laughs> Sorry, that is like one word. That's like what's nothing. Oh. 
<laughs> the European consonant languages. It was like, yeah, we don't understand this. Um, Nordic version of dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> God. But yeah, um, a bit like um, how was it? Is it Norway that started from the cafe and they played foam? Yeah, as well? Norway. Norway played foam. Foam and no sting aren't the same. Yeah, no, I know they're not. But in terms of like countries that play dodgeball but are just oblivious yeah. to the fact that a edf exists and everyone else is playing cloth and there's this whole euros competition but to be fair to norway there are at least some countries that play foam why is denmark playing no state i mean from why what i understand that? there was a guy that came over from america who was uh either coming over from like a year in industry or whatever was in was in denmark it was just like hey does people want to play dodgeball and then they sort of handed it over and then they kept on playing those things because that's what they knew so uh, so respect reverse colonization fantastic (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) moving on from the political stuff (laughs) that came out of nowhere i was not expecting that (laughs) i do also respect in congress will basically turn around and being like does anyone want to play a no sting competition and everyone be like no obviously not none of us have ever played this form of dodgeball what's wrong with you that means they're the number one no sting european team congratulations exactly congratulations. you're the champs in our hearts <laughs> yeah you can have that we get them a trophy from the edf <laughs> I'd, be, I'd genuinely be down for that <laughs> it's not my decision to make but i'll be down for it <laughs> I feel like a, you know they're like the participation of laws like well done you won a game and it's just like oh, well done you won it's no sting at least I wanted to give him a trophy <laughs> I'll laminate it for them don't worry <laughs> we're done with quality oh, here um, but yeah no um, really good competition I think um, I think that actually brings us to the end of, of men's so I don't think there's anything else unless anyone else has any thoughts on any of the other positional games um do you want to discuss? Well I can't done, remember. Man. Can't really remember off the top of, my, uh, top of my head of any other positional games for men's that were really cracking. Um, but if you do know some, put it in the comments and let us know um, because um, Coleman has just discovered watching dodgeball at 1.5 speed. Um, <laughs> and it really helps to get through those games. Um, it really speeds it up. Um, but yeah, no. Wish I knew this before I was preparing for this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, especially helps if you're like watching it in the background because then you don't have the audio as well. So you're just like, ah, one point, it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, right, let's finish this off then. Hey, I haven't touched this graphic since like (laughs) months ago and it still works. (laughs) Um, but yeah, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Go follow us on all the social medias. Give a subscribe if you can. We're so close to 200 uh, subscriptions. So um, that'd be great on YouTube. Um, also, uh, just a big thanks to everyone who listened and watched our previews video. Um, absolutely blown away by the response it got. Like the amount of people who were liking it and watching it. It was, um, it's crazy to see see those numbers. So love you guys for doing that. And um, yeah, go find the other podcasts about um european dodgeball um in our on our channel because we've got quite a few at this point 
do you think wouldn't be correct on this? Like, you said you're s- surprised that this is still accurate. Our nationalities haven't changed. Yet. No, so I was I was worried that I was oh, worried next that... becoming Swiss, Austrian, and Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know? Um... Whoever whoever proposes to him first <laughs> Nick is the Central European Championships. <laughs> it says it right there. <laughs> oh, in dodgeball format. Um, no, I was worried that um, the video placement would be in the wrong place for the name. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>